As we begin evening prayer, um, reference to Psalm 111 on page 482 and Psalm 113 on page 484. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 111 on page 482. I will give thanks unto the Lord with my whole heart, secretly among the faithful and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. His work is worthy to be praised and had in honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. The merciful and gracious Lord hath done so his marvelous works, that they ought to be had in remembrance. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He shall ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are true. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do therein. His praise endureth forever. Psalm 113 Praise the Lord, ye servants. O praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore. The Lord's name is praised from the rising up of the sun unto the going down of the same. 
The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, that hath his dwelling so high, and yet humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and earth? He taketh up the simple out of the dust, and lifteth the poor out of their mire. That he may set him with the princes, even the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house, and to be joyful mother of children. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 51st chapter of the book of Isaiah. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden, and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, O my nation. For law will proceed from me, and I will make my justice rest as a light of the peoples. My righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will wait upon me, and on my arm they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look on the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish away like smoke, the earth will grow old like a garment, and those who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will not be abolished. Listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Are you not the arm that cut Rahab apart and wounded the serpent? Are you not the one who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep, that made the depths of the sea a road for the redeemed to cross over? So the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Here ends the first lesson. Together Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fourth chapter of the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. 
I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in, in you all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Here ends the second lesson. Gather Nuctimittis. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest, and desire that which thou dost promise, that so among the sundry and manifold changes of the world our hearts may be surely there be fixed, where true joys are to be found, through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. When I read prophets like Isaiah, and especially this servant song section that we're going through that, that highlights the servant, I, I can't... I, sometimes have trouble understanding why it was that the, it was so hard for the people of Jesus' time to understand his message, his need to, um, this, the whole idea that he had to die to pay for sins and he would rise again. And so I think it kind of shows the power of expectations and what um, happens when, when reality doesn't meet expectations. So we have here in Isaiah a servant, a promise that the servant will bring deliverance to God's people. And the promise of God that is this this promise of God is fulfilled in Jesus through the Spirit of God. So, what is happening in the in the passage is the basic message is men have to stop relying on those on the people destined to die on other people in other words and turn to the Creator of the universe for salvation and deliverance. And three times in this passage, God mentions my salvation, and. Um, so what we learn from that is his salvation is what is obviously what saves us. It'll be forever, um, and it's from generation to generation. And so then what we also read read is it's so much they they refer back to the crossing of the Red Sea uh, when the people of Israel were leaving Egypt, and uh, it says in verse ten, "You are not the one who dried up the sea, the waters of the great deep that made the depths of the sea a road for the redeemed to cross over." So the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. And so we see that the this prophecy is mostly fulfilled in Jesus' first coming, but will probably be totally fulfilled when he comes again to with the um, the, the completion of the kingdom of God and brings us from this earth into his kingdom, into the new heaven and the new earth. So I think the, the point is that we have to rely on God and focus on him. And I'm reminded of stories of people who, when faced with the possible loss of life, they, they meet it with joy because they see uh, what they believe. The hope, um, as you know, Hebrews 11 says, it's the uh, assurance of things hoped for. And so they have that assurance as they face it. And how do they get that? Well, let's talk about what Paul says. So the first part of Ephesians, was about theology and why the people, the Jews and the uh, Gentiles were basically one people, one people of God. And so as he finishes and winds down that section, he starts turning to advice on how to live. And so he talks about uh, the difference between people of the old covenant and people of the new covenant. And uh, now these, these uh, specific practical directions in living life. And he says, therefore the prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling for which you were called. And so we were called to be separate and holy. And Paul is asking us to live as if we are separate and holy. And, and um, in verse 11, 
It talks about how we live separate and holy. And it talks about, um, of course, the Redeemer gave gifts. And he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So these people that were given gifts, and um, I should mention here, when, when we become believers and are baptized, we receive gifts of the Holy Spirit. So each one of us has a gift. And if you haven't discovered that, that would be something um, maybe to explore. You can you can ask me about how to find that. I mean, we have that, I think, in the inquirers class. We had a gifts uh, inventory. But if you want to talk more about gifts, that's one of my favorite subjects. So happy to talk to you about that any time. But he gave it. He gave each of us gifts, and the point is, is not that somebody be more important than somebody else, but it's for the work of ministry and the edifying and the building up of the body of Christ. So each of us has a gift. And then Paul makes a contrast between being, um, he says men and children, but I, I think of mankind there, and it's adults and children. So he's asking us to grow up in Christ and become like adults. And he tells us how to do that. He says, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up. And to me, speaking the truth is uh, obviously being steadfast and faithful and not shying away from, from what, what needs to be said or what should be said. And then he talks about the whole body joined and knit together um, by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share. And that's what causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself. And what we see is that we have an individual responsibility each morning um, we're asked to consecrate ourselves to, Lord, to the Lord in morning prayer, and then we return to the Lord in evening prayer. We participate in um, the sacrament of communion, and we participate in the body of Christ. So we have a corporate responsibility and an individual responsibility. And of course, I always think back in, in sports, and so um, as a person who played offensive line, we used to block, and we learned how to block, and our job was to block, and the other guys got to score touchdowns and, and be heroes and everything, but we were happy to block because that was our job. But we had a responsibility to be ready to play in that game, just like the guy we were blocking for had a responsibility to run the ball and try to get as far as he could. So it, it's like that. Um, Father Kevin talks about evangelistic evangelistic presence, and it's uh, about being here and being a part of this group. So when I'm driving on a road trip, when there's two restaurants, I'm stopping at the one that has the cars, you know, the parking lot full of cars rather than the one with the empty lot. Um, so I, my point here, I think, is that as a group, you see Bishop Scarlett, Father Hayden, or Father Kevin, they're ordained to ask God to consecrate our offering of bread and wine. But they are only as important as God's people who partake of the consecrated offering. So we fulfill our corporate responsibility by fulfilling our individual responsibility and participating in the community. And in, in our prayer for in communion, we offer ourselves. We present to you, O Lord, o Lord, ourselves, our souls, and our bodies to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice. So our job and our task is to balance our reality with our hopes and expectations and balance those in light of the promises of God. And remember that, that we are all part and you build a wall with the bottom bricks and the top bricks and they're all bricks and they're the same wall and we're all here together. Let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them thy saving health unto all nations, 
More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory.